Pibis Rebbe's mysterious nefesh surrounding the Yud based Tamar's story is well known. As he wrote himself an autobiography of all that uh, the trauma that he experienced. But there are stories of mysterious nefesh that the Friedrich Rebbe was involved in his younger age before he became Rebbe. Amazing stories of self-sacrifice. In the most absolute sense. So one of the stories that is told by the Rebbe himself, that the Rebbe Rashab, the father of the previous Rebbe, was still Rebbe, was alive at the time. And at that time, it was still under the Tsar's government. And as we know, the Tsar, especially the last Tsar, was incredibly stupid didn't have the intelligence it, that was needed to run a country so the country was really run by one individual he was the inner minister the inner minister ran all the affairs of the government and the king the czar himself he spent his days drinking drinking alcohol he was an alcoholic so the Tsar trusted this inner minister with all the affairs of the government. Whatever the inner minister advised him to do, he would do. The only thing is that this inner minister was such a blatant anti-Semite, and as the previous Rebbe describes him, he wasn't just anti-Semitic. It's not just that he had an aversion for Jews. He was sadistically hating them. He was a sadist, a cruel individual very dangerous man and at one point uh, a suggestion was raised in the government that the government should force the Jews to make modification in their educational system modifications that were considered extremely dangerous by the great rabbis especially by the Rebbe Rashab he saw in that the government meddling in the traditional standards of Jewish education as a great danger to the values of Judaism and the way we raise our kids. And he asked his son, the previous Rebbe, to go to Petersburg, which is the capital, and to find a way to suspend this decree. The law wasn't yet ratified, it was brought up in front of the government, the government ministers were going to decide on it. But so the Rebbe Rashab sent his son, the previous Rebbe, to go to Petersburg before the law is ratified to make sure that the law is being suspended, that it doesn't come into effect. Friedrich Rebbe wasn't given instructions how to do so, but he asked his father, how long should I stay in Petersburg and try? And his father's response was, until Messiris Nefesh, until literally, don't leave until you have to give up your life. That means it comes to a point where the only way to succeed is giving up your life, even you stay that long. The previous Rebbe was very shocked by this response because. It wasn't an issue that was of such paramount importance where Messiris Nefesh was required by Jewish law. 
Jewish law were required to give up our lives for very important things, three major transgressions. But this is, you know, it was a question of changing slightly the curriculum and bringing in some more secular studies. It was an issue, but not of that paramount importance that requires sacrifice of one's life. Moreover, he didn't even suspect that this would require Messiris Nefesh. I mean, after all, what is he going to do? He's going to Petterburg, he's going to try to lobby some government officials and see if he can get some support to uh, reject this law. It's as if his father was suggesting that he's getting involved in something very serious and very dangerous. And that's why he issued such a warning. He should stay until, even to the point where the only way to succeed is to give up your life. A father <laughs> took his only son and he mobilized him to go on Mesiris Nefesh. You can imagine the love of a father to an only child. I think the previous Rebbe mentions the Rechsidim who were like shocked that the Rebbe Rashab would subject his son to such um, severe dangers. He would send him on such missions that could literally cost him his life. Here's a father with an only son. He's the future of Lubavitch. At any rate, the, the previous Rebbe went. He went to Petrobuk and began to search how ways by which he can actually uh, get have an effect on the future of this law. He found out that this inner minister, I forgot his name, had a mentor, a teacher, a professor, somebody who mentored him and taught him the philosophy of politics, of government, philosophy in general. He was a scholar, a Russian scholar. And he lived also in Petersburg. So the previous Rebbe thought that he also heard that this inner minister, this anti-Semite, is very close to his teacher. So he decided to befriend the teacher. He found out where he lived and paid a visit to him. And at first he spoke to him about philosophy. The previous Rebbe was extremely uh, well-versed in various philosophies. And he was able to uh, engage this professor in a very exciting conversations until over time, over days, they became friends. The previous Rebbe and this scholar became good friends. So one day he walks in, they have a conversation, and he asked the previous Rebbe, what brings you to Petersburg?" And the previous Rebbe mentions, well, matter of fact, I'd like to meet this inner minister. I have a very important matter to discuss with him. But I don't know how to get to him. It's very hard to get to him. Maybe you can advise me how to go there. So the professor says to him, listen, I'm his mentor, and we're very close, and I happen to be in possession of a license, of a permit, which allows me to go into the building of the inner ministerium and go into the offices of the inner minister anytime I want. 
the guards at the door, when they see this permit, they immediately let me in. Anybody who carries that permit has open doors. I'm willing to loan it to you, you're my friend, but I'm warning you that if you're caught uh, being in possession of this permit, unauthorized, achas dosoi, that means it's the end. Very serious, very serious uh, offense. Capital crime. So the Friedrich Rebbe thanked him. He said, I, I, I'm willing to take you up on your offer. He took the permit, and the next day he just walked straight to the building of the inner ministerium. And when he showed the guards the permit, they were shocked in disbelief. They looked at the previous Rebbe, they saw clearly a Jew with a beard and payas and a hat, and he looked like a Jew. And the Rebbe, when the Rebbe told the story, I mean, this Rebbe, the last Rebbe, he mentioned that the previous Rebbe also had an accent, a very heavy Jewish accent when he spoke Russian. So the guards, in every way, saw a real Jew, dressed like a Jew, spoke like a Jew, not like the Knanim or the Amalekim who spoke Knani in order to deceive the Jews, that they're Knanim. Pivis Rebbe looked like a Jew and spoke like a Jew in every way. And the guards, but they didn't have a choice. They saw the permit, they had to let him in. Pivis Rebbe began to wander through the building to see where is the office of the inner ministerium. And at first, he still didn't have a clue how he's going to accomplish this mission. So he stopped the person inside the building and said, where is the office of the inner minister? And the Rebbe, when he told the story, said that just asking such a question by stopping a person in that building was extremely risky. Here suddenly in the middle of the building, you don't even know where the inner minister's office is. What are you doing in this building? You're obviously arousing suspicion and you're attracting, you're attracting attention to yourself in a way which is unwanted. But it was the only choice he had. He needed to know where to go. The person showed him where the office is, and as he looked in the direction of that office, he sees that the inner minister is just leaving the office now. He's going somewhere. The previous rabbi didn't hesitate for a moment and walked straight to the office, and as the inner minister left the office in one direction, the previous rabbi went in to the office without asking any permission and walked straight over to the desk and the desk had two piles of papers one pile of papers were laws that were going to be ratified either rejected or ratified into law the, and then there were piles actually there were two piles in addition one pile which were papers about laws that were rejected and the other pile was papers of laws that were ratified and accepted so you looked in the pile of papers of those laws that are yet to be uh, voted on. And he found that paper which had this law and decree against Jewish education. That would severely compromise the standards of Jewish education. He took that paper and he found the two stamps. One stamp said rejected, the other stamp said accepted or ratified. And he looked for the right stamp that says rejected. He stamped it and put it into the right pile, the pile of rejected laws. And he walked out. 
And he walked out, managed to walk out of the building totally unscathed. And then he came home to Lubavitch and told the previous Rebbe Rav Shab, mission accomplished. A remarkable story. 